If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. That is right. That is right. I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. I'll take your questions, comments. I'll even accept your adoration and praise via email. You can put that on Facebook as well, as long as Facebook allows it. Who knows about that? Facebook.com slash Show, where we're streaming the program live this morning. Good morning if you're watching on Facebook, uh, no matter when that is. Appreciate you joining us. So I want to start this morning. I want to go through a couple a couple of things uh, that have that I want to get into today, as we are now what the the Democrat convention is next week. Democrat convention is next week, and as you know, have you seen the list of speakers here? By the way, I know because I get these emails because my friends signed me up for this silly stuff. But Team Biden. Team Biden has emailed out a list of speakers at the convention next week. There'll be no, uh, you know, this is a virtual reality (laughs) in a lot of ways. Convention, virtual convention, simulated convention with a simulated candidate who's being, and this works out well. This works out well for a guy, um, you know, strategically. Again, I got to be I know people misunderstand and miscon- sometimes misconstrue things intentionally. I'm not saying COVID is fake, made up, anything. I'm just saying the political uh, consequences of being able to not have to be in front of anyone or not, uh, you know, not have to have a raucous crowd at a convention, for example. This plays out quite well to the party, uh, the Democrat Party right now, given their candidate, given the energy for their candidate, given some of the concerns about their candidate. Anyway, so we've got their list of speakers, and it's it's jam-packed with some humdingers kicking the night off. And I don't know if this is in order. And remember, as we talked about yesterday, if you missed, uh, which shame on you if you missed yesterday's program, kidding. Uh, we talked about AOC. She was given 60 seconds. She's given 60 seconds. I still think that that's too long. In fact, I think that might be 59 and a half seconds too long. But just listen to this lineup. Bernie Sanders, by the way, not even a Democrat. Bernie Sanders is only a Democrat when Bernie Sanders is trying to win the presidential nomination. Senator Catherine 
Cortez Masto, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Governor Cuomo, uh, early on in the coronavirus pandemic, was you know people were calling for Cuomo to be the candidate. In fact, people were saying Cuomo has done such a fantastic job through this pandemic that you know they were wanting him to somehow replace Biden. Do you remember this? Now he's speaking at the convention. He's got a lot of difficult questions to answer. I don't know if you've followed any Janice Dean. Uh, she is the um, she does the weather reports for what Fox News uh, in the mornings. She might be on on the weekends too. I don't. I just know that I see her in the mornings. And her in laws both died. They were in nursing homes or assisted living centers. One, and she has. I mean, she's unleashed on Governor Cuomo. She lost two family members that she says the way Cuomo's handled this. And there's a lot of questions, a lot of problems with the data as far as the number of actual deaths, which people are saying we won't actually even know that came from that came from nursing homes in the state of New York. And in particular, uh, because of the way that it was handled, because of the uh, nursing homes being forced to accept COVID-positive patients and all this sort of stuff. So Cuomo's on the stage. Governor Gretchen Whitmer, you know Governor Whitmer. She thinks she knows best when you should be out on your fishing boat in the state of Michigan by yourself on the middle of a lake. She thinks that you, if you wanted to do that during this coronavirus pandemic, you were putting your fellow citizens at great danger, spreading coronavirus. You could go to the grocery store. You could go to the pharmacy, which thank you, state of Michigan, for allowing your citizens to do these basic things. No word as to whether or not she really believes you should be able to sing at church yet. Um, She's not come down quite so heavily in that regard as our friend uh, Gavin Newsom, who's also on this list. So we've got uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Representative Jim Clyburn, Representative Bernie Thompson, Representative Gwen Moore, then we've got good old former Governor John Kasich. That's right. This is Monday. Monday's lineup. Folks, this is Monday. The next, time, the next time you get to tune in and hear my voice will be the morning of the kickoff of this exhilarating event. Former uh, Governor, Republican Governor, John Kasich, Kasich from the state of Ohio, the one who was running in fourth in 2016 in the Republican primary process. He was in fourth place out of only two candidates. Remarkable. I don't even know how that's possible. It went Trump, Cruz, Rubio, who had dropped out of the race, and then Kasich. John Kasich thought that he was, you know, had a legitimate chance at this. The only thing Kasich won was Ohio. Now he's out out there basically being a Democrat. He's on the stage endorsing Joe Biden. We've got Senator Doug Jones. That's Alabama, Klobuchar, of course, former presidential nominee, First Lady Michelle Obama. Then we got Sally Yates. Remember Sally Yates, that name, former acting U.S. Attorney General, all the problems uh, pertaining to uh, just, I mean, insubordination to the president, all the stuff going on with the deep state or the bureaucratic state to interfere with. Uh, the transition, the spying on, I mean, her fingerprints are on these things, right? The Russian collusion nonsense and the following cover-up from that, she's taking the stage. Chuck Schumer, 
Chuck Schumer will be there. He won't be apparently in Washington, D.C., trying to provide relief to Americans through this coronavirus bill. We won't be seeing him there. Instead, we'll be seeing him on the stage. (laughs) Former Secretary John Kerry, Secretary of State John Kerry, who is a tip of my hat to my mentor, Rush Limbaugh, who served in Vietnam, John Kerry. AOC, it doesn't say that she gets 60 seconds, but AOC in 60 seconds on Tuesday. Representative Lisa Blunt, Rochester. Former President Bill Clinton will be on the stage Tuesday. And then former second lady, Dr. Jill Biden, of course, wife or, as Biden thinks, sister to Joe Biden. Wednesday, I mean, this this list of characters is, is just amazing to see. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Of course, again, not in D.C., not in D.C., trying to uh, negotiate as they tell us they, that she wants to do. She's instead going to be campaigning. You know, if a Republican did this, campaigning, the, the headline would be campaigning while Americans suffer at the hands. All she has to do is convene Congress, work with Chuck Schumer, make a phone call to Donald Trump, and this we could make uh, American families who are suffering because of the coronavirus pandemic, we could make that uh, th- those those problems be eased, but it doesn't matter when it's Democrats. She's you know she's there on on Wednesday night with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton or uh, former uh, losing presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, if you prefer that. Just look at this Wednesday. We have Pelosi, Hillary, and then Elizabeth Warren. Now, this is a remarkable lineup. Elizabeth Warren who is the make-believe Native American in the Democrat Party. She's going to take the stage. Governor Tony Evers. Um, there's a couple more. I don't want to get through all these. And then Senator Harris and Obama, President, former President Obama, take the stage Wednesday as well. Gavin and Newsom will be on the group of candidates on Thursday. Maybe he'll have some more announcements to make regarding some of the freedoms that the Citizens in the People's Republic of California. Maybe he'll have some more freedoms to take away from his citizens on Thursday. Wait and see about that. Uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, Atlanta, she'll be there. Um, and Tammy Duckworth is going to be speaking that day. Pete, Mayor Pete, boot edge edge, as I've learned is the right way to say that. And then Vice President Biden will speak on Thursday as well. So that's next week. And Oz told me that the Republican convention kicks off the 20, the following week, right? The 24th. <clears throat> At some point in this uh, episode today, I want to talk about the, I want to talk about the, the story, <laughs> the, the, the narrative of two, of two, what's going to feel like distinct to, I mean, polar opposite conventions republicans announced their uh their theme i guess the theme for their convention honoring the great american story and i just gave you the list of candidates or the list of speakers i should say for the biden harris convention democrat convention next week monday's focus we the people tuesday's focus leadership matters wednesday's Focus a more perfect union. Actually, liberals believe that they can make it an absolutely perfect union, by the way. Thursday is America's promise. But what you're going to hear, I mean, you're going to hear 
two distinctly different narratives on America. You're going to hear two distinctly different uh, beliefs about what America is, what America was founded to be. One is going to view this America as this shining city on a hill. The other will view America as this reprehensible place, especially since the current president Opal, uh, occupies the Oval Office. You'll hear some, you know, just some really negative, uninspiring fear, doom and gloom from one convention, and you'll hear others, uh, the other convention that's talking about the things that truly make America a great place. I mean, it goes along with Trump's campaign of make America great again, keep America great sort of stuff. But again, looking at this list of of characters that take the stage in the Democrat convention. I mean, it's it's quite remarkable. Some of the, again, the, the highlights are, of course, Bernie, uh, Governor Cuomo, Governor Whitmer, <laughs> Governor Kasich. I don't know if he's aware that he's at the Democrat convention. I mean, you know, there were back in the day. I remember back. I remember back in 2016. I did an episode where I talked about every single Republican candidate that had been in the primary process. And I said something positive about every candidate except for one. And I look, this isn't personal, but I, I'm telling you, I remember at the time, I think I said Kasich is running in the wrong, the wrong party. Kasich is, should be on the Democrat side. Kasich should be over there with the four old white guys in a Clinton. Him, Bernie Sanders, sexy, sexy, sexy Martin O'Malley. They could be up there together. Hillary Clinton herself. She wore the orange pantsuit, not to be confused with the orange jumpsuit that many believe she should be wearing. Anyway, it's just remarkable to look at this list. It really is. Sally Yates? AOC? I mean, again, Wednesday night, we've got Warren, Hillary, and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I, I can't watch that. I can't take that. I'm just going to tell you, I cannot take that. That is too much. That is that is too much for me to handle in one night. Then, of course, uh, Thursday. Thursday uh, culminates with, of course, Gavin Newsom. He'll probably, again, who knows, might declare something else illegal in the state of California. Excuse me, People's Republic of California. Joe Biden taking the stage as well. Two different Americas, two different American stories. One that's filled with, again, hope. One that embraces the American promise, the American dream, the Constitution, liberty, freedom. The other that rejects that. The other that doesn't see anything good, anything special about how America was founded. The other that will make you want to, well, make you probably be unable to sleep that night if you listen to what they say. And of course, what their promises are, if only you would elect them, if only you give them the opportunity to pull the levers of your life, of American society, of the economy, things would fall perfectly into place. Again, Biden will cure cancer. Biden will cure diabetes. Biden will cure Alzheimer's. He said this, not me. Probably cure, cure COVID too, which I want to talk about that next uh, next segment. Biden and Kamala Harris have announced that they are in favor of a nationwide mask uh, order requirement, but they want that to come through the governors. 
So we'll talk about that as well. But two distinct Americas will be on display here for you to choose, for us to choose which one we want, which one we think is best, which one we, which story we think is accurate, which one we want to identify with and put that party or those individuals in positions of leadership to fulfill their vision, to execute their strategic ideas and so forth, whatever the case may be. So that'll be on display starting on Monday. You can stomach as much of that as possible. Tune in and there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about next week. I've got to take a break. Shifting gears when we get back, we will talk about this call for a nationwide uh, mask requirement. And we will do that when we get back. Sit tight. Be back in just a minute. All right, welcome back. Looked at the convention's last segment. I want to look now at what happened yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, they announced that they were in favor of a nationwide uh, mandate or a order, I guess, on the use of masks as it pertains to COVID, coronavirus. So I want to play that soundbite. I want to play Trump's reaction to Biden and Kamala's demands or calls for an order making nationwide mask wearing a mandatory sort of thing. And... So let us uh, let us let us kind of start with that. By the way, before I do that, something else I saw the other day. I think I saw this uh, on the Blaze. Mandatory mask wearing. I think it was in Wisconsin. We'll probably talk about this later. But it just, rem- it just reminded me, the state of Wisconsin actually told its state workers to make sure they wear a mask on virtual virtual meetings or in virtual meetings on Zoom calls. Got to get the message out. So let's wear those masks on Zoom calls. If someone tells me this is not symbolic, I've lost complete complete faith in that person's ability to, to uh, use common sense and logic. You're in a room, you know, on a call, on a, in a virtual meeting by yourself, and you're supposed to wear a mask. If they're going to tell me that you can transmit this over a Zoom call, I mean, I don't put it past them. We've got a, we got a list of uh, how this, the evolution of the mask has, has come about, and I'll reference that here um, as we, as we talk more about that. But my first question is: Can I wear to the virtual meeting? Can I wear a virtual mask? That's what I want to know. We've got a virtual candidate in Joe Biden who's running a virtual simulated campaign, talking about fantasy, uh, you know the fantasy ideas that the Democrat Party has to solve America's problems. It just seems logical to me that I ought to be wearing, able to wear a virtual mask where I can identify as wearing a mask, even though I've object- objectively not wearing a mask. It seems to me, based upon what I've told, what I've heard the liberals tell us 
regarding other issues that I could identify as wearing a mask, even if I'm not. I mean, the inconsistencies and the craziness that I'm subjected to by listening to these ideas that come from the radical left are quite overwhelming from time to time. But anyway, let's stay here with this national this national mask order, in particular, uh, the call by Biden and Kamala Harris. See, I'm getting that right now. Didn't intend to get it wrong. I think I was calling her Kamala. It's Kamala. No disrespect has ever been intended. I'm just saying that I um, got it wrong. I did. I got it wrong, and so I got it right now. So let's listen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris here call for a nationwide uh, use of the mask, a national mask order put in place by all uh, 50 or 57, if you go by Obama's count, governors in the United States. Here you go. About one thing, very straightforward. Doesn't have anything to do with Democrats, Republicans, or independents. It has to do with uh, a simple proposition. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. Every governor should mandate, every governor should mandate mandatory mask wearing. The estimates by the experts are it will save over 40,000 lives in the next three months. 40,000 lives. The need for this mandatory mask wearing um, will also uh, be about what Joe has articulated and what a Biden-Harris administration will do in terms of creating a pandemic testing board to get tens of millions of testing kits where needed, to build a public health jobs corps, hiring at least 100,000 Americans to lead us through contact tracing as soon as we take office, and to chart a clear path forward for a safe and effective vaccine. Okay, so there they are calling for this to to happen. Uh, national man use. Now, it's at least three months now. Do you remember a couple of weeks? I think it was a weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. Again, I'm on COVID time here still, so I'm not sure if it was a couple of weeks ago or possibly even a month or so ago. But someone... And I don't know if it's it wasn't it wasn't Surgeon General. Maybe it was the head of the CDC said that if Americans commit to wearing masks for six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, then we should be past the coronavirus. Some such I'm paraphrasing, but it was something very similar to that. Now we're up to three months. Now we're up to three months. Biden says at least at least three months. So. There is that. We've already tacked on time. Of course, it's coming from different groups of people. And one, of course, is uh, seeking to uh, – seeking to. well, both sides are seeking to win the election. By the way, three months, that's roughly, <laughs> that's roughly the amount of time um, until the election, a little bit longer than that, a little bit longer than that. I want to read to you. Read you quickly something that we posted uh, to social media recently. The evolution of the mask. February 2020, U.S. Surgeon General says masks are not effective. March 2020, the CDC and the World Health Organization said don't wear masks. April 
2020, WHO, the World Health Organization, says only wear a mask if you are taking care of a person with coronavirus. May 2020, Fauci says uh, he wears a mask in public as, quote, a symbol of good behavior. (laughs) Symbol of good behavior. June 2020, the CDC and the World Health Organization recommend general the general public to wear masks. So that was, you know, from February to March. From February to March, they said don't do it. They're not effective. From April, they said do it if you're taking care of someone with coronavirus. In May, Fauci tells us that, you know, he's wearing it as a symbol of good behavior, whatever that's supposed to mean. June, they recommend, the WHO and the CDC recommend the public to wear masks. July, the CDC now is saying, in July, and of course we're in August, but they were saying cloth face coverings are one of the most powerful weapons to slow and stop the spread. August, Fauci, during an interview, I actually watched this. I don't know if I played this, if I referenced this. Gotta forgive me, I don't remember. But he, he says that you can wear goggles or an eye shield in addition to the mask if you want to really up your protection game. So now we've got calls for a nationwide mask order, well, or a series of governors working together, all 50 or 57 of them working together to implement a national mask order. So, And we've also got, as I've shared on here, Eight or nine studies that have been done since 2009 that show that not even N95 respirators prevent any statistical difference from one person catching the flu is what they studied or not catching the flu. That's with an N95 respirator, and that is with the flu virus. Uh, but now, now if you want to wear, if you don't wear a mask in public, in fact, I got a someone was sharing a story with me about a mask that I'll share after the break as well. Anyway, we'll talk about this. We'll play Trump's response to that on the other side of the break. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Listening, by the way, may cause you to lean to the right. So be careful out there today. Back in just a minute. Okay, so yesterday I had a friend, had someone tell me a story about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, and I wanted to pass this along. I don't share names or I won't share details or even locations of where this happened, but it happened It happened in a city where the police have issued a statement, the chief of police or whatever, has issued a statement saying that they will not enforce mask wearing in in their particular city, town, what have you. So this individual was in a convenience store on his way to work, grabbed whatever it was he was grabbing, was in line, did not have his mask on, didn't have a mask on. And he says he hears a voice from behind him say, where's your mask? And he turns around, and it's a law enforcement officer from that department, the department who said that they're not enforcing the mask. They're enforcing the mask 
order if it turns into an issue of trespassing or if there's some problem that arises and a fight or whatever happens uh, in regards to the business and the customer or whoever, two customers fighting over this or something like that, then the police will get involved to you know, make sure that people are safe and not fighting or if there's a trespassing issue, they'll you know, make sure the person leaves the premises and that sort of thing. So this individual turns around and he looks and the officer does not have a mask on. Important, important bit of information. The officer who's questioning him about his mask doesn't have a mask on himself. And so this individual, I think, thinks the guy is kind of joking with him. So he kind of chuckles, maybe says a comment and turns back around to check out from uh, the convenience store. And the guy, the cop says, no, I'm serious. So this individual turns around and proceeds to be lectured by the law enforcement officer. I mean, someone that I know, someone that I trust, someone that I believe. This sounds made up. Again, the law enforcement officer does not have on a mask. And I believe someone behind the officer, a a little old lady from what I was told, said, where's your mask? And he said, mine's in the car, as though there's some moral superiority to your mask being in the car. Now, maybe Fauci will tell us having a mask in your car will work. I don't know. And right now, I got to be honest, I would not be surprised. Maybe your car even needs a mask. I don't know. We want people in the state of Wisconsin to wear masks if they're on Zoom calls or having virtual meetings to send the right message out. Send the right message out to stick with. I guess we're sticking with the symbol part. Anyway, and I get look. I don't have a problem if you if you want to wear a mask. I've I've put one on. I I'm not trying to cause problems with it. I'm just asking. Hey man, explain this to me. Just treat me like an adult. What changed? Is there new information? Is there something that? invalidates all the studies that science has done that tell us that masks, even N95 respirator masks, make no statistical difference in someone uh, contracting or catching the flu virus. In fairness, it was with the flu virus. But if, I mean, that's the best thing we have to go on is unless there's specific reasons why masks are better, an old T-shirt. And we're talking about cloth masks. We're not even talking about respirator masks. talking about cloth old T-shirts. Like I see servers wearing when I'm out in restaurants that are branded now. Those things hanging off their face. They keep pulling them up, touching with their hands what they've been breathing into their masks. And I'm thinking if you've got coronavirus in your mask or that you're breathing it out, now you've got it on your hands, you're carrying food around. I mean, just to me, explain this to me, right? Help me understand. Remember that whole, at the beginning, it was all about surfaces. And this this virus sounded like, it was the most indestructible virus in the history of mankind. This thing could live on surfaces for like weeks, we were told. Now, I don't even know what's true. Nobody knows. But this, this officer said, my mask is in the car. And so I guess he was proud of that, that, that it was doing its job because it was nearby. Folks, this is insanity. And again, then he proceeded to lecture uh, the, the, my, my friend, this, this individual, began to lecture this individual on how he was putting people at risk by not wearing a mask while the other guy giving the lecture was not wearing a mask, but he had one in the car and he works for a department that's not supposed to be engaging in enforcing the mask order. 
It's remarkable when you stop and think about this. Absolutely makes no sense, but it goes to show us a lot, a lot of things here. A lot of things here. I think we've got the power of groupthink, the complete absence of individual uh, critical thinking, the hypocrisy, the double standard. He's getting on a citizen for not wearing a mask as he himself is not wearing a mask, but he has it in the car as though that's something. What, what does that even mean? I told this, well, told, told Oz this morning. I would have said, I've got 2,500 in a box at home, so I'm super protected right now. What the world are we, have we come to? This is complete lunacy that we're dealing with. And the idea that this is not being politicized, and you can say that it's being politicized and still believe it's a real thing, but the idea it's not being politicized is simply insane. The idea, the idea that there's not some groupthink here, which I can talk, let's talk a little bit about groupthink when we get back. I remember talking about that in college, but just remarkable stuff. Remarkable stuff. So more on this when we get back, including Trump's response to Biden's uh, declaration here or desire to see a national mask mandate. So we'll finish this conversation here in this hour. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. Welcome back. I mentioned before the break a couple of things. Number one, this idea of groupthink. I remember when I was in college, I had a class. I don't know what it was. This was at Butler. I think the class was called CNT, Change in Tradition. We studied different cultures throughout history, cultures that are deeply rooted in tradition, say China, for example, and then cultures, societies that have been uh, affected, impacted by great change, say the French during the French Revolution. So I remember, I think it was that class. It could have been another class. And we were sitting in a circle and our professor told us, actually, I think it was, I think it was a writing class now that I say this, but it was in that same part of the building is why I think it was, is that the other class. Anyway, so our professor was telling us that, you know, that the power of, of groupthink and there had been studies done where a group of people met in a room, everyone but one person. So they said, let's meet here at 1 o'clock, and the other person comes at one fifteen. They told that person a different time. And they all agree that they have an object that's clearly red. They say, we're going we're gonna to say, we're going to insist that this object is blue. And so the person comes in, the person who doesn't know about the little game that's being played, the little test that's being done. And so they they say, hey, this is... Everyone starts referring to the red object as a blue object. And it's remarkable the number, the percentage of time, um, the percentage of times that the person that had not been in on the joke eventually capitulated and just said, yeah, that's blue. And it's the power of group thinking. And if you were to ask the person why they thought it was blue, they might say, I don't even know. I just thought maybe I was wrong. I'm crazy. I don't know. Just social pressures, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there's a degree of this again, to think, to think that you can lecture someone about wearing a mask as a law enforcement officer while you yourself are not wearing a mask. I just, this makes no sense. I'm more confused about this having told you this than I was before I even shared this story. 
But look, this is, I mean, this this is a big part of this. This is a big part of where we find ourselves in this political discourse. And again, I'm open. I really am. I'm open. I'm open to being, having things explained to me. But explain them to me. Explain to me why you've been so wrong for so long. And if your explanation involves a lie, I wanted to not tell you the truth because you couldn't get a mask anyway, basically is what Fauci told us. Um, I'm sorry, but that makes me a little bit more skeptical of you because now, how do I know you're telling me the truth now? Right? I mean, it's just, it's a remarkable series of events that we find ourselves having gone through and we're standing at this crossroads again talking about Biden's call for national mask order. So anyway, come back, wrap up this hour. And um, I want to play that. Let's see if I can squeeze that Trump soundbite in really quickly. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Welcome back. Here is Trump's response yesterday to Biden and Kamala Harris's call for a national mask mandate. Today we saw Joe Biden continue to politicize a pandemic and to show his appalling lack of respect for the American people. That's what it is. At every turn, Biden has been wrong about the virus, ignoring the scientific evidence and putting left-wing politics before facts and evidence. Sleepy Joe opposed both the China and the Europe travel bans, you know that. He posed the China travel ban that I instituted very early and the Europe travel ban that I instituted quite early. If he had followed, if we went after uh, and listened to his advice, hundreds of thousands more people would have died. This is according to many people. I believe that uh, Dr. Fauci agreed with that. He said that uh, President Trump made a great decision when he put the ban on China. Okay, so get ready for more of this. Get ready for this to be politicized even more um, as we move headlong into the convention season, which is next week. And then the Republican convention the following week, I shared with you off the top of the program this cast of characters with these radical ideas and concepts, these, in some cases, totalitarian governors like Newsom and Whitmer out there taking the stage next week at the DNC. Um, Look, we're kicking off the final, we're in the final, the beginning of the final push to this, uh, to the election. The campaign is actually going to have to happen at some point to some degree, and we're watching the beginnings of that come together here as these conventions kick off, fake and virtual and made up though they may be. But anyway, social distancing. I'm not saying they should be there. People should be there. I'm just saying it's a different world, and it's convenient for those who want to hide their candidates. So anyway, guys, I appreciate you listening. Hour 2 will be on YouTube here in just a moment. Thanks for listening. SDG. See you soon.